Striking while the iron's hot to be your authoritative voice for New Mexico soccer. Welcome to We Are Seek and Strike podcast. Sponsored by Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. Brought to you by Beautiful Game Network. Find us on the web at seekandstrikecollective.com. My next guest goes by El Jefe, sometimes says we're doing it. And, uh, you know, I even call him Peter Three Points. My next guest is Peter Jefferson. Peter, how are you doing today? Chris, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Very good. I'm doing good. Thank you. And thanks for being my guest. Um, so, Peter, like, just to kind of get into it, like, earlier today, the club had awesome news that it would have its first home match uh, with fans, in fact. Um you know, and, you know, so how did this event like kind of come to be? Yeah, well, yeah, there's there's a lot of things, you know, we um, just like everybody else, we've all been trying to figure out, you know, with COVID here, with it maybe being here for the next six months to two years, we don't know how long, how do, how do we live in harmony? What can we do of anything to try to, you know, to create some sense of normalcy? Because so many people are hurting right now. Um, you know, with COVID, just in terms of mental state, depression, substance abuse, many things that you think about. So we are, we're constantly trying to figure out how do we bring our family together? Uh, we've had a few events this year to do that. But but given the, the current public health order, uh, we felt that there was an opportunity to bring our fans together uh, for a game, which is how they want to come together the most. And uh, it just happens to be up in Colorado. And, and so that was that was kind of the progression. And we're really excited to be able to offer it. Right on. So did this kind of come about once the public order kind of had shown Colorado to be more of a low risk place where you can go and not have to quarantine? Is that kind of how it how it synced together? Definitely a big part of it. Now, we as you know, we've we've been moving every home game on the road already. And as we were traveling around, uh, we've seen that many, uh, almost in every case, especially the last month or two, there have been limited capacity fans in the stadium. So when we go to Utah and Arizona and Texas and Colorado. And so, you know, the, the idea came, well, look, if 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 the gating criteria is such that allow people to travel back and forth, you know, why not just have a home game on the road? so to speak. And instead of just turning the home game over to the away team and letting them, you know, uh, do that. And so we thought about it. We're like, you know, we can do that. Not only can we have our own fans, we can have our own music and PA announcer and, and TIFOs and giveaway flags and, and give travel kits out that keep people safe with hand sanitizer and masks. So, so the more we thought about it, the more we realized, God, we can actually do you know, a really good job trying to replicate the atmosphere, knowing that it will be sparsely populated and socially distant, but but it's a good start. Yeah, and that, that kind of goes into what I was gonna ask you next, which was, you know, so you know, with the with the full match day experience, like, you know, what sort of aesthetics, like what can they expect when they go there? I mean, you know, are they gonna see black and yellow all over the place? Or I mean, like what what how have you dreamed it up? 
Yeah, I mean, I think my, yeah, my guess is that we, we were limited to a thousand tickets, a thousand people and people that want to go up to Colorado and many are going to do a day trip. The game starts at three thirty so that it gives the ability for many people to kind of do a day trip should they choose to do so. The people that are going to be going to this game are diehards. Are, you know, that this means more to them than just kicking a ball for 90 minutes. It's a chance for them to come together with some of their friends, a chance for them to come together and show their support for each other, as well as the club and our entire state. And I expect everybody to be super vocal uh, and rowdy and, and you know, commenting on every call. And I want the, the switchbacks to feel like that they're in a hostile environment, even though it's uh, a home, you know, their home turf. Okay, and so I know I had kind of checked the the attendance count for some of the switchbacks home matches, and I don't know if they just by default mark a thousand if there really is a thousand for each of their matches. But does this look like it's going to be like the a thousand that you set out plus the a thousand that they already have, so like two thousand, or no, is it just total, and then there's leftovers. Right. No, this is just uh, the thousand is just us. They don't have any. The switchbacks won't have access to tickets for their fans. Uh, so to speak. So um, it's just going to be New Mexico United fans and a thousand is the max that they can have. I, I've been up to those games. They they've distributed a thousand tickets. My guess is they've had, you know, a pretty high no show rate. Um, I know they've been distributing tickets to season ticket holders, some of which are around and some that aren't. So I think they've been more like in that four to 500 range in terms of actual people in the stadium. So I'd expect us to double that and be loud and vocal and, and everyone's going to be accounted for. So speaking of you going to the, to the games, like, I mean, like how would you describe like the, obviously it's not the same as like when things are very loose and, you know, everyone's like smug together in the concession line, but what's it like going to these matches that you've been going to on the road? I mean, you know, and, and how do you think it will be different from that with a thousand rowdy black and yellow fans? Yeah, so I think as I've been traveling, I know the first game, we went up to Colorado Springs and we got off that bus for the first time. You know, I expected someone to hit me with a COVID dark, dark gun, you know, like I just, it just felt like we're definitely going to get sick. It's everywhere. Um, very surreal. You know, for many of us, we've just kind of come out of a shelter in place type of environment. Um, and, and I know it was very surreal as we've been traveling it's not that we've gotten cavalier by any stress, but you just get a little bit more comfortable with the new social norms that you've got your mask on, you're washing your hands, you're, you're keeping a distance, you know, on the road, you go to your rooms, you get your meals in your rooms. If you're, if you're in the, uh, you know, the elevator, you hit, you hit the button with your elbow and all those little things. And then you, then you really start to get a feeling like, look, if I just, if I just uh, do these safe practices, I'm in a really good place. Um, nothing's, hundred percent. And so I've gotten really comfortable with it. I think a thousand people uh, who are going to all sign a pledge that they're going to respect one another and represent our state. Well, you know, I'm sure there'll be some hugging going on in the groups of people that have come together. But the idea is, you know, uh, no body surfing and, uh, <laughs> you know, we're not going to be just sort of all, you know, jumping as one, but I do think it's going to be loud. I do think it's going to, we're going to feel like 5,000 and the stadium's going to have a feel that our players haven't have been longing. They, they have been longing for it all year long. And, and think about our new guys like Amando and David and Najem and, and, uh, and Romeo, you know, they haven't really experienced 
what sets New Mexico United apart on the field. I think they're getting a sense of it off the field and culturally by the great job the curse has done with the send-offs and the gifts and so many other things that, uh, you know, people waving from the overpasses. I mean, they've, they've seen it, but they haven't actually seen how closely our fans follow the game, how every whistle uh, elicits a response. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, and that was my that was like one of my next questions is you know have you broke the news to the guys and you know what would have been some of their responses like what were their emotions like tied to that? I haven't talked to them today. I uh, I wanted to actually keep it a little bit of a surprise. It's also come together really quickly. You know, we've been on the phone with Colorado all weekend, all morning, probably all this afternoon. I mean, there's a lot of little details that have to be worked out. Um, and so I didn't actually want to tell them that, you know, my, my feeling was that once the quarantine was lifted, that I thought we'd be able to have home games uh, without fans. Um, and that wasn't the case. Uh, so rather than kind of pout about it, we decided to make some lemonade and, and just take the health order and, and do what we could. Um, and uh, just like so many other New Mexicans are doing today as well. And so uh, this is just, how we're going about trying to make the best of it. And, uh, and, and we're encouraging others to do, do likewise. It seems like the responses uh, since the announcement have been for the most part, very supportive. Some people are even trying to uh, pay it forward, which is that Somos Unidos spirit. Um, you know, there are some folks that are maybe concerned that a lot of the revenue is going to another state um, and, or, you know, wondering, um, you know, was New Mexico a possibility, but Colorado just allows you to have fans? Like, how do you kind of respond to that? I mean, because I would assume that if it's our home match, that the revenue would probably be coming back to New Mexico a little bit anyways. Yeah, I mean, all really good points. I mean, first, I'll just say the reason why we're doing the game, the number one reason is to bring our family back together. And that's that that was the main driver. And we felt like if we could do that in a way that was within the reasonable range of, uh, of safety, of right, then we really wanted to try to do that. And we think that, you know, we're 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 in that range, given the health order. So that's our number one, um, you know, uh, piece of it. Number two, um, commercially. Yes, New Mexico United is capturing some revenue from the ticket sales. And, and as you know, we have no almost no revenue this year. So any revenue stream that we can generate is really appreciated. We know so many other New Mexicans are also hurting. Um, they've lost their jobs. They're, they're not in the same jobs. Their pay isn't the same. And so, you know, we certainly are, are, are sensitive to that and, and understand uh, that what we're feeling is being felt all across our state. And so the fact that we can drive some revenue, even a little bit like a restaurant that has limited capacity is a real positive for us. Um, of course, there will be some money generated um, that goes outside of our state, like tourism dollars. If people aren't, you know, those that are doing day trips, it's one thing, those that are doing an overnight, it's another. And, um, you know, I think that's a residual of the process, but ultimately, you know, looking forward, I do feel that, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of states allowing limited capacity fans. Uh, if you think about it being what what feels like the safest thing we can do, be outdoors, be socially distant, wearing a mask. And 
And when we have an outdoor event like this, we're doing all those things. So hopefully this can be, you know, uh, a little bit of foreshadowing uh, or an example of, of how we can do it right. And when the time is right and the governor feels the time is right and the data says the time is right, then let's go have events back in New Mexico, and not just for sports, but for weddings and graduations. And there's so many things that we can do outdoors that it maybe even we do traditionally indoors and maybe we move outdoors and we use that as a way to, 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 you know, get through this, this COVID period, which might last another couple of years. Yeah. And I'd say like you really pushed the fan base's imagination on how you could still have a season once everything was, was green lighted to go um, just with, you know, the fact that so many matches have been played on the, on the road, you know, it definitely will probably go down, uh, and USL history of a team playing the majority of their matches on the road, so to say. Um, and, and for these fans, I mean, you know, gosh, when the announcement, when there was even rumor of the announcement yesterday, it seemed like they pretty much pinpointed every fine detail of it. And I think that's attributed to the fact, you know, of, of how this has gone and, and how the team has been able to comply and, and work with the governor and still be able to, you know, obviously run within like the the corners if you will um so that being said like does it seem like there's potential for any of the next three matches to be played in the state or does it look like you might try something similar on that el paso match being that it'll probably be at their stadium if not yeah i mean everything is day to day to a certain extent so first i'll just say you know to coach the as the leader of the club He's done an amazing job of keeping the team focused on just the next match, the next couple of matches, not trying to think about playing 16 matches on the road. Just the next game happens to be on the road. Um, and the players, uh, I give them amazing credit. I mean, as you can see, it's not easy, but the energy's there, the drive's there. They want to bring a cup to New Mexico. That There's no doubt in my mind this team has one goal, and that's to raise the cup above our head. Um, collect, you know, for all of our New, Me New Mexicans. And then also guys that don't always get a lot of credit, you know, Brandon Morris, who's our uh, associate uh, technical director, Tyler Harris, our athletic trainer, you know, uh, our assistant coaches, Coach Gab and Pete and, and Zach Prince. I mean, they're putting in so many extra hours that they don't, that aren't acknowledged. It's, it's really incredible. Um, and doing it without complaining, uh, understanding that that's just the job we have a, ahead of us. So, so, you know, for them, that's amazing. And then in terms of the second part of your question, which is, you know, we, you know, we have a game home game uh, against RGV. We may try to move that out of state, but closer to New Mexico, as opposed to going all the way down there. Um, your El Paso game could be moved to El Paso. If we can find a formula that works in Colorado, maybe we move that game to Colorado and try to do this again, you know, especially, towards the end of the year, the last game or two, or, and or, you know, in the playoffs, um, that might be a formula that we just have to use the rest of the year. Uh, but I but I do hope that, um, I do believe we can open things safely and have outdoor events. Uh, and I understand the challenges of those, but I, but I hope that we can move towards that so that we can do everything we can to support as many businesses and people that we can right now. And you, you were kind of saying earlier that, I mean, obviously the, the revenue stream is a little strict this year. Like, how has the club been able to still trend in its sophomore season, given not having home matches, but, you know, obviously merch sales and social media engagements? Like, have you guys still seen like a pretty favorable result, more or less? 
I, I mean, economically, it's been very tough, but socially, um, I feel like our roots go deeper than ever right now. And, and I, I think that we've shown, and when I say we, not united, and we as in everybody, you know, we, me and you and the curse, everybody who's come together, we've shown that this is about so much more than soccer. This is, uh, this is a family. This is a group of people that believe in each other, even though many of us are still strangers to one another. Uh, but our belief in United is really a, a symbolism of our belief in our state and of the great people that make up this state. And I think this year, more than ever, we've proven that that United is not just entertainment. Uh, it's a way of life. And that if we come together, uh, then we're going to be stronger together. And create positive outcomes together. And so this year, uh, so many examples of that. So many examples that you don't see because there is no there is no game happening uh, or tailgates or that environment, but we see them. We see them from phone calls, from conversations. We see them in the nuances from 50 people showing up at the locker room, waving the curse flag and driving hours just to, just to wave to the team and say, thank you and good luck on the road. Um, I mean, and our players see that and they, they appreciate that. Believe me, they talk about it all the time. They wish they could do even more. Um, and they can't wait to be able to hug every single person in New Mexico and, and say thank you. And, and that time will come. Now, and I want to go back to another thing I said. Um, so, like, you know, as we're talking about all these matches being on the road, does that in some way, does that in some way give you kind of thought on how, the U23 formula was going to work. And while you guys have been on the road, have you dropped off pamphlets or any flyers and kind of gotten people a little, little preps for that? <laughs> well, we're not dropping many things, you know, when we're on the road. We're trying to keep the, the bus rolling <laughs> to our destination. We don't take a lot of, uh, you know, uh, breaks, um, maybe like we might in a, in a normal bus trip. Um, you know, the U23s is something we're deeply committed to. Uh, as is the entire high performance program, uh, because it's the right thing to do. And, and I think we're seeing the power uh, that soccer has to do more than just, um, you know, be a vehicle for, for sport. And we have so many right now, I just think about all of our high school kids, for example, you know, we obviously struggle in our state to get kids, uh, these young adults all the way through the high school system. And one of the two, couple of things that have really kept a lot of, a lot of these, young men and women in school are sports or activities like theater and then socialization. And both of those have been ripped away. And so we need to build a bridge to the future for them. We need to show them that when we get to the other side of this, there will be those things that are worth fighting for right now. We're staying in school for right now. And high performance program is just one of those. And then the U23s, is really the extension for those that are excelling that maybe go on to, to university uh, to come back and play as well. And so we want to let everyone know those things are still here. They're waiting. The platform's here. We just need time to pass uh, to, so we can get to those. Right on. And I think some, some want to know, like, like what's the, like, how are we still on track uh, with the, the way the new stadium is going? And you know what I mean? As far as, that goes because obviously this year would seem to kind of make it maybe pause a year. I know the USL has some sort of a time requirement about when you need to be in a stadium, but are all things kind of being considered? Are they giving kind of a little more time to work on that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that there is obviously everyone understands that things are different. Um, I will say, though, that the stadium plans are pushing forward. In fact, I, I believe, again, that we need we, we need things like the stadium even more than ever. We have to build a bridge to the future. We have to show that we're moving in a direction of, of growth and not just normalcy, but growth. And a stadium is, a, is an amazing symbol for that. Uh, so the stadium project is moving forward. We did receive uh, capital outlay last year and, and the city is working towards an RFP and site evaluation, all the things they said they were going to do. And, and I think that, you know, a year from now we'll be uh, in a position where we can really put the, lay the plans down for the full blown stadium. Um, we're also working towards a practice facility. Um, uh, we've been working with Mesa the Soul, but also some other potential locations so that this is where the team practices every day. This is where we can host events like championship games for high schools or where some of the youth clubs uh, and, and have clinics. And so it's a very important facility and that's moving forward as well. I mean, so while we're a little bit of a, of a gypsy or a nomad right now in terms of home, um, you know, if home is where the heart is, then we're always home in New Mexico. And uh, it doesn't matter where where the concrete is or the or the seating is uh, or the grass is. We'll, we'll just go wherever that is and make it our home. Right on. Well, thanks, Peter. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. You've been listening to We Are Seek and Strike podcast, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Find more USL-related podcasts and written content at bgn.fm. To never miss new content, consider subscribing wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the episode. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Seek and Strike Collective. Lastly, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.